you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Around the League podcast is about that action, boss. Welcome to another edition of Around the League Podcast. My name is Michael Robinson, and I'm joined by a room filled of heroes. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. That's my line. That is Michael Robinson of the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, 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 yes. And Mark Sessler is with me right now. We have a special edition of the podcast. We got Greg Rosenthal, Chris Wessling behind the glass. We got Brandon Meebane and Red Bryant in studio with the real Rob. Wow, what a combination! I think he might have topped you. He put you on your heels. That was oh, and I'm well dead Did I have enough energy? Oh you know, no, I'm was, trying to get my energy. You brought right, it. You know what I mean? I often when we do the podcast, I, I say to the guys, "We got to get the energy up, not yeah. needed." Yeah, man. But Rob. you know, man, as long as the air conditioner's pump, pumped up, man. You know, as soon as I walked in, it was a little warm. We right. played football. You know what yeah. I'm saying, man? We played football, man. We sweat. Yeah. And I see Big Red over yeah. there. Like you know, he already got a couple towels. He need a couple towels. I'm we can't promise about the conditions. I'm you, sorry. Well, you, yeah. you guys are real men, but because before we, we, you guys came up to the studio, we dropped by the dressing room to run by the show, and then we were talking to Michael, and then the other guys rolled in, and it was just so much testosterone. We oh, had to yeah. get out. Oh, yeah, we you had to get out of there, man. You had to get out of there, man. These are my boys. I ain't seen them since we won the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? win the Super Bowl. Since, since yeah. the parade. Since the parade. Yeah. Hey, Red. Hey, Red, man. You're a Super Bowl champ. Know you know what I'm man. saying? Hey, it man, really, it, really hit it ain't yet. hit you yet, man. Nah, it ain't really hit I, me I yet. I tell you what, though, it ain't. It's surreal, but uh, winning the Super Bowl, I didn't. I really didn't know it was gonna mean as much to other people as it it means yeah. to me. Yeah. And you really can see that, you know, when you're around in the city. I was able to take my wife. It's been a while since I've been able to take her to dinner. Yeah. I took her to the Med. You know, Med is one uh, nicest restaurant in Seattle. That's the Ooh, Metropolitan yeah. Grill, in case y'all didn't know. Yeah. 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 Grill, hey, some, some free advertisement right there. The Red Bryant. Man, the, the, <laughs> the, the hospitality was unbelievable. When I tell you, 
it's, it felt like every employee that works for uh, the Med made it their business to stop by and, and just let us know uh, the pride that they had and the food was unbelievable. We was getting lobster tail. Wow. Life's changed. That's our champion eat yeah. right there, baby. <laughs> bring, hey, bring your boy no doggy bag, bring you no doggy bag, babe. Oh, man. Hey, hey, I said I get used to this. <laughs> on, hey, babe. Hey, babe. Look, hey, talk about how how's the Super Bowl changed your life, man. Oh, man. Uh, whew. Boy, pretty much everywhere we go now, everywhere I go, you know, people, you know, notice you and, uh, Want to autograph and picture, man. It's it's exciting, man, to see how how on fire the city is, man. It's just I don't think it, I don't think it calmed down yet, man. It you has see, it, man. You see flags, it. man, on on windows, people painting their homes twelve, painting <laughs> yeah, it's like, crazy. It's everything, man. It's it's it's, well, it's unreal. One man. thing that uh, Pete Carroll said, and I I was lucky enough we were down in the locker room after you guys won, and then we you know you watched the parade afterwards. And Cal says it all the time. He says, it's a real thing. The 12th man is a real thing. Oh, it's, it's so very, this very, is not very, a media right. exaggeration. Like, the city is actually on fire for the Seahawks. Oh, no, yeah. no. I think they said it was like 1.2 million people showed yeah, up for that yeah, parade. Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. it. We couldn't yeah. even walk through the streets, man. It was it was unbelievable, man. I mean, and then the defense had a, such a dominant performance, man. Oh, Can man. you got to talk about that? You know, I play on offense special teams, oh, you know. Man. You know, they, they don't talk about us much. But the defense, man, y'all boys was balling, man. What happened? How'd you do Peyton Manning <laughs> like that? Mark MVP, Huh? Go ahead, Red. Come on, man. Tell I'm me a, some a, secrets, a, man. I'm a, I'm a, tell me a, some a, secrets. I'm going to tell you a secret. When your offense plays like our offense played and our special teams play like our special team uh, play, it makes a performance like that happen. I mean, it really did. It took every side of the ball, every guy on that team understood that whatever it was he was going to bring was going to be needed for us to have that type of victory. So it's just, to me, it was a, a proud moment because it, it really showed, we got to show the world on the biggest platform that you possibly can have yeah. what we meant right. to each other. Right. Because we knew going out there, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, I can't, you know, I can't, uh, uh, said enough how much respect I have for him as a player, what he's been able to accomplish during his career, coming back from that neck injury, uh, fighting. I mean, he's a dog. He's yeah, one of the yeah. best in our generation. So it was going to take that type of effort. And for us to answer the bill in the, in the amount of that we answered it, it just that meant more to me than anything else because it was a total team effort. And that's why we was able to win in the style we was able to win. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, I'm, by the way. You answered that, that question good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was really good. good. That was awesome, yeah. man. There was, was really no ums or pauses. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said it's really on the sheet. I don't want to follow up on that one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. It is cool, though. Yeah. I, I do have to say, because just like Red just said, everyone is giving Manning the respect he deserves. I was a little worried that after this game, after you guys blew him out, it was going to turn into this anti-Peyton Manning and they choke. But it seems like you guys are getting the credit for just delivering this an outrageous performance on the biggest stage, right? I mean, we, you, you have to. And, and for me, I don't know if you guys remember that Friday before our last pra- that Friday our last practice before the Super Bowl. After practice, I was yelling through the facility, man, what y'all looking so sad for, man? We finna blow these boys out. Completely <laughs> <laughs> out the water, man. I remember you that. You know what I mean? I and all you had that. to do was that. look at the film. Yeah. Yeah. People, I get the question all the time, you know, when did yeah. you know that – you guys, when did you feel like you guys were going to win? You know, Mike B said yesterday, he said, man, what about two minutes left in the game, whatever, whatever, what? Two yeah. minutes left in the game, It was they was losing by 40 points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I knew that we were going to beat them as soon as I saw the film. 
Yeah. As soon as I watch the film, yeah. you can have a scout team. I right. don't care. But yeah. there, you can't replicate Brandon Meeban. You can't replicate Red Bryant. You can't replicate them dogs coming off the edge. Right. You can't replicate our offense, beast mode, running the ball. You just can't do that right. yeah. at practice. Yeah. So I knew yeah. as soon as I watched the film, man, they, they really didn't stand in the chance. In the week leading up to the game, because we, you know, we each had a, a couple guys embedded with your team. and, and Mark was embedded <clears throat> with your team, by the way. Well, very familiar face because you I'm guys sure, got I'm sure. You know, it's, it feels God, like you've seen tight. it. Old stranger, see, but. It's like a bond in this room yeah. that I don't feel like I'm a part of. <laughs> the rest of the guys in here. I remember. I remember asking you, Michael, to pick out someone on the <laughs> roster who was a behind-the-scenes leader. And this is because a couple of people had mentioned your name, and and all three of you guys got mentioned when we did this exercise. But Red Bryant got named over and over and oh, over. Yeah. Room full. What, of how did you got? What is what is it like behind the scenes leading up to the Super Bowl? How do these behind? How do you as leaders get the team galvanized and ready for what was ahead on that Sunday? How did you do it, Red? Hey, yeah, Big Red. Oh, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they put me on the spot right now, but then uh, it's it's easy. It really is because uh, you know when I came in the league in '08, uh, my father-in-law was a Seahawk great, and um, uh, they wanted me to wear his jersey, but I was kind of skeptical because he had such a great career, and me and him we two different two different players in terms of our style. And so, uh, long story short, I end up getting that number, mm-hmm. and it's a, a lot of responsibility to come with it. You know, me being his son-in-law, me married to his older, oldest daughter, and the city of uh, Seattle, they love him. You know, he's a he's a living legend. And uh, so I had all of that, and my, my career didn't start off as, as fast as, as I would have liked. Um, I dealt with injuries my first year. Coach Hongham, he retired. My second year, we had Jim Moore and uh, 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 Mr. Tyler Wickey felt like the organization needed to go in a different direction, so we had Coach Curl come in. But one of the customers I had is Brandon Meebane. You know, he's he's solid as a rock. I tell him, I tell him all the time. He came in as uh, anybody that's watched this tape knows he's mm-hmm. outperformed the uh, third round uh, draft status he has. He's been a phenomenal pro. I'll perform this contract too. I'm just saying. No I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm we'll just get saying. to that uh-uh. a little later. Uh-uh. I, definitely, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely believe he's the blueprint in terms of what teams are looking for at that nose tackle position because of the way he plays it. And I know we're in the Pacific Northwest and uh, we don't get a lot of national news until now, but uh, he's been doing it for seven years. And uh, he used to take time to keep me encouraged as, as I was trying to figure out what type of player I, that I eventually became. And when you got guys like that and you got guys like Mike Rob, not just because he's sitting there, I tell Mike Rob I've been able to be a better husband, a better father, a better pro from being around him. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got you guys those, like each other. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we won. Yeah. 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 That's championship team. Yeah. You got them experiences, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, it could have been anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? We believe that, in, in, and especially in today's league where ego and making money and all those things are so important for us to keep that pop Warner thread that, that's, that's keeping us together. And, you know, I believe that's a, a big reason as to why we've been able to have success. And it's 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 enough success to go around. It's right. so many oh, cool. people. Right. Um, so, guys, I, I know – uh, you are visiting our podcast. You've kind of taken it over. This is your room on a level. Mark and I are uncomfortable. Wes and Greg behind the glass. Every, everything got threatening right now. But uh, no, but in seri- seriousness, what we do uh, at the beginning of our podcast, we like to go through the headlines 
of the, what's going on in the league right now. Would you guys mind sitting in for the headlines? Sure. Yeah. Can we comment as as you please do? That that's okay, cool. what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think we can really get this going. Uh, the gold standard behind the glass. Let's do some headlines. All right, we'll start with Richie Incognito. I don't know. You guys have been busy at the NFL Network studios today, but he... Heard of this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He needs to shut up right now. <laughs> hey, dude, you're in a good position, dude. Just be quiet, man, yeah. okay? Okay, just... He's gone off on Twitter, um, including one tweet that reads, the truth is go- regarding Jonathan Martin, his estranged teammate. The truth is going to bury you and your entire camp. Obviously, you have that independent report uh, by Ted Wells that should be coming out any time now. Um, Friday, we're hearing may- maybe before then, but uh, where do you guys stand on this? The, the whole situation, and now, and now, incognito. Apparently, just he doesn't care if uh, if this isn't out yet. He's going to talk about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to interrupt anybody, man, but I just think it's a case where I just don't, I just don't think it's bullying. You know, I think it originally started off as that that them accusing uh, Richie of being that being a bully. You know. In the National Football League on teams, you're going to have a variety of guys. I mean, I've had the incognitos on my teams. Mm-hmm. I've had the uh, the guys that you would consider, you know, softer. You know what I mean? <laughs> you've seen those guys, and you've seen the, the banter going back and forth. I just think that uh, you, you cannot treat a locker room, an NFL locker room, like a regular workplace. Right. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. we don't we don't work a regular nine to five. We don't have cubicles. We don't. You know, right. it, it's right. not like that. We actually shower around each other and yeah. and, and be around each other all the time. You know, it's Mark it, and I do that too. But. Oh, y'all do. Uh, so, yeah. you know, okay. Different scenario. Yeah, that. That, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I guess you know what I mean. But, uh, it's just a different workplace, and, and you just can't. I, I think when all of this became made public, I think people started. You know. Uh, Looking at it as a as like an office, and, and you can't you can't apply the same rules to it. Mike yeah. Rob, I can yeah. I can call you Mike Rob from back. Yeah, there, right? yeah. What's like going that. on? It's well, Greg yeah, behind the glass. Hey, I just wanted to that, jump in. That was <laughs> pretty weird though, because I thought the voice came from over <laughs> right, here. No, yeah, yeah, ethereal from a distance. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you said you've played with incognitos. Who are the incognitos on your team? What um, does that even mean? Um, um, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've played with Brandon some, knows. He's yeah, I've played with some guys. I see my teammates laughing over here, but they know. I've I've played with some guys who um who uh, uh like to joke yeah. around yeah. Uh, a lot and they and, and they really take joking to the greatest extent yeah. you know what I mean but yeah. it's all it's all in, in in fun light you know really you're really not trying to um you know uh, hurt anybody's uh, feelings or anything like that it's just all in fun with all the monotony of football we have the same schedules yeah. every single yeah. day right. you need the lightheartedness you yeah. need the joking right. that's what makes it fun to go to work. Right. So is the issue, I mean, Jonathan Martin, a guy that maybe you have to have a thick skin? You've got to maybe make fun of yourself before someone else does if you feel like you've got a weakness that's out there. Is he a guy that maybe needed to be corrected because he doesn't have that thick skin? He's not really you know, functional in an NFL locker room? Well, I mean, I don't know the entire story. You know, it's, it's obviously when the report comes out, we'll hear, hear even more. Um, but from what I have read in, in the media – I mean, him and Richie went back and forth with this thing. It wasn't just a one-sided thing. And no. I think uh, uh, j- just the fact that he, he left the team, you know, naturally gives a little bit more sympathy to him. But if you've been in a National Football League locker room, I think most guys understand. Which which y'all think, man? Yeah, I think uh – <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I ain't talked to the world, man. Yeah. I took over. Yeah. Took over yeah. man, man. Go ahead. This I thing. bought that action, boss. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, I think, man, the NFL locker room, a lot of people don't know, is like uh, the NFL locker room is, is not really reality. It's 
like Mike Rob was saying, you know, we had the same schedule, you know, for three, four days straight. And you have to find some type of, like, laughter or, you know, uh, this is like another way we get to know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we are joking with each other. But we don't take it too far as, like, we are joking with your kids, your wife, your yeah. your parents and stuff like that. We are joking with each other on how you dressed and, you know, nothing too harsh and too serious. It just, you know, just bring camaraderie together. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of guys, you know, just, you know, take it, uh, you know, just take things, you know, the wrong way. A lot of guys is – you know, uh, you know, don't like to be a joked on. Uh, you know, growing up though, if you if, if you got <laughs> joked on a lot, either you go either you go keep getting joked on, or you have to learn how to get, how to throw jokes back. So I don't know. It's just you know different different strokes, different folks. All right. Next up on the headlines, uh, the Cleveland Browns have cleaned house again. Uh, CEO Joe Banner out, GM Mike Lombardi out, Ray Farmer is the new GM. They got a new coach there. There's a lot of turnover. I mean, you guys are, are blessed enough to be right. playing with an organization where it's been, you know, stable. I mean, what if you're a player on that team, what are you thinking right now? And I'll start with Red. Uh, I, you know, if I was a player on that team, uh, you'd probably be kind of confused right now because you don't really know what direction the organization going in. And, uh, you know, as a player, you know, we all understand how sh- short, you know, uh, our careers are, and when you got constant change and constant ter- turnover, you know the new GM might feel a totally different way than the old GM, right. or the new, you know, the new coach might look at personnel totally different, and so it kind of puts you in a limbo. For as a player, you know, I, they got a uh, Cleveland. We played Cleveland, and yeah. uh, they they beat us. What, uh, last, what, a couple, seven, couple years, years ago, it was the like, lowest scoring game ever. Yeah, it was yeah, a man, score, three yeah. six. Yeah, three six. <laughs> Marshawn, man, Marshawn got back spasms yeah, at yeah, a pregame, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't play. Yeah. Leon got a punt. Right, um, well, that wasn't the Seahawks that. in their full vision, if no, I remember no that way. game. Not, no way. Way. not no at that time. That was Charlie White. What, that 2011? 2010, 2011. That was yeah. 2011. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. So you Mark got, is a big Brown. But they got fan. talent over there, though. That, yeah. That's they the got point I'm talent. making. Like, like they got talent over there. You know, they got Pro Bowlers with uh, Joe Thomas and, and and your and your boy Alex Mack. Yeah. Alex Mack. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to get up out of there, though. What? I just saw a report. He's trying to leave. He's gonna hit the free agency. I mean, with, and what about Brandon Reed? He's trying to get up yeah, out of there too. Yeah, Brandon Reed. That's the quarterback. That's the quarterback. Oh man, did he just get drafted? Yeah. Would you? Would you guys be checking in with your agent? After this amount of overturn, and be like, you know, I got to get out of here too. Or I don't know if I say out? I got to get out of here, but you will definitely be concerned. Yeah, you yeah. definitely got to ask your agent if you he can find get any information to kind of see where they're going to go. Tough, if you're a player, do you uh, maybe cut some time out of your day to go cozy up to your GM just to make sure you're in a good place <laughs> with him? No, I, mean, I, I don't think guys. Yeah. You don't need to do that. I, I, I don't, go to Starbucks I, together. Yeah, what do you mean? No, I don't know. Because look, at the end of the day, guys all the time. At the end of the day. That same GM is going to cut you yeah. at some point. Yeah. We're all going to get that call. That, so reality. I, I don't like to get yeah. get too, too close. I hear you. With that's that's and that's a great uh, segue. By the way, sad Browns fan, Mark Sessler, right oh, here. Man. Oh, did, it, man. did it come across oh. that he was burying the pain? That's what <laughs> yeah. no, listen, <laughs> You just have to go numb to all things. Uh, yeah. um, and speaking of, speaking of um, uh, business, Michael Bennett, your teammate with the Seahawks. Paid a man. Asked about. <laughs> Mike Bennett. Was Paid asked, a man. As you would think, he's getting asked a lot about his contract situation. 
And uh, would he take a hometown discount? His uh, quote, this isn't Costco. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just Mike, too. That's just man. Mike. My Benny got three like daughters. Yeah. <laughs> my Benny in the heartbeat. He I got three weddings I got to yeah. make. <laughs> what he say? I'm trying to shop at Whole Foods. He's trying to shop at Whole Foods. He's trying to shop at Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that kind of plays into uh, how hard it will be. You guys obviously have a great team, great nucleus coming up a Super Bowl win. A great player like Bennett. Um, free agency is a major factor in keeping a team together. Business, it's not just about the skill level. It's about keeping those guys together, right? One thing I, I think Pete and John do do a great job of, I think they they understand this this era of free agency and understand that uh, you got, you have to create an environment. It's almost if you go to our facility, come on, man. Y'all know the, yeah. just, just the way it is. Yeah. It's first it's class, good. man. Yeah. It's almost like they're recruiting guys. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? So, right on the water. Seriously, And not Lake Erie. Yes, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and and <laughs> it's almost like they create an environment that you want to come to work to every day. Yeah. So if there's a if there's a a money decision that that has to be made, you know, sometimes a gay, a guy may ch- go with go that route with the Seahawks because of the environment. Yeah. yeah. I think uh I'm gonna go back to New Jack City. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this bigger than Nino Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this <big> business, yeah? <laughs> friends is friends. Yeah. 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 New Jack City reference. Did oh, not yeah. see that coming. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we different. We different. Yeah. Um I, I feel like Mike Bennett, he's earned it, man. Uh coming out of A and you know, me and Mike Bennett, we we know him been knowing each other about ten years. And I'm actually going to Hawaii next Wednesday. Oh, you know, going out there I'm too? Yeah. 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 I'm, so I'm, going I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. What are you guys doing yeah. in Hawaii? Don't this sounds that fun. Yeah, yeah. We got our, both I'm our so families jealous. together. Oh, uh, nice. He got uh, Peyton, Blake, and Ollie. They're my mm-hmm. three nieces. And uh, and his wife and my wife, they'll be over there. And I got two kids. And so we just going to go. Don't forget to holler at Max Unger, man. What, you what know, about, he got acres yeah, over there. Yeah, Big that, acres over there. That's what Max told me, though. But he didn't give me a number, though. Huh? They gonna leave, leave the dog in the oh, Seattle. Man. Man. Hey, you got yeah, your brother joint coming, dog. Yeah, come on, man. You know, man, you got your brother. I'm trying to get a tan. Don't get too, out there, man. Nah, I can't, man. You know, Mama can't really. It doesn't uh, sound like we're invited to this uh, getaway. Well, I was just yeah. holding out and hoping that maybe it would come later. <laughs> I didn't want to like say it. Nah, it's, we're, we're not going. We're free, actually, Greg. We're not free, are we? Greg is nah. our boss. We're going to the, we're going to Indianapolis combine. Oh, y'all gonna have oh, a great yeah. time. Yeah, have a great y'all time. So why do we yeah. weigh what's better, Indy in in February or Hawaii? I think we uh, win. No. Yeah, yeah. you guys <laughs> win. In Indy, in Indy, y'all gonna see our future replacement. Uh-huh. <laughs> y'all coming in to take jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Who the next next oh, yeah. guy is? And you were saying you were saying that downstairs, Mike. Just how how kind of. Is it strange the way the cycle of the NFL works that you go from competing with guys and then you're boys with them during the season and the season ends and it's business and, and all it's of a sudden? Business. Yeah, 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 can you it's explain business, that a little bit? Yeah, man, we, we talk about it all the time. You go yeah. from training camp where you're competing with guys for a spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you're Literally, the guy next to you is trying to take your job. Right. And then you go into the season and now we're a band of brothers and we're getting together for this championship season. You're right. giving the team all, you know, giving the, 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 the team and organization everything. Yeah. And then after the season, it's business. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you want to return, you know, you want the loyalty return to you. And I always right. say it all the time, you know, if a player thinks that there's loyalty in this game, shame on him. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the team is going to make the decisions right. they have to make from yeah. a business standpoint. Yeah. That's another reason why I say it. You, you really don't want to get too, too buddy-buddy with yeah. execs because 
they have to make the decisions. They have to, you know man. what I mean? They, they're going to have to make the decisions. Yeah, yeah. What you guys think about it? Man, I'm doing all the hey, talking, man. Think, come on, D-line. I'm going to go, 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 go back again. I'm going to hit that line again. New Jack City. Hit it again. Go ahead, hit it, bang. It's bigger than Nino Brown. It's big business, man. But I tell you what's so dynamic about our locker room, if a guy is willing to listen, he understand that – that's why it's so important to to get an identity away from just football. You know, yep. football so mundane. It's so from Pop Warner until if you're fortunate enough to make it to the league, you've been pampered. You know, and then we get out here in the real world with real issues, and it's just hard for us to communicate and things. It's even hard for us to just have a, a conversation mm. with somebody else because a lot of times a lot of people don't think the way we think. But we have to realize our experiences was aligned us to, to to have these thoughts and talk and communicate that way. And so we have to just find different avenues in terms of being passionate about whatever it is our next journey gonna be. Right. And we don't we, don't, we for, even me we don't never think it's gonna end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it's it's gonna end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so what what what's your next move? Are you just a football player? Are you more than a football player? And so we all got to answer that question. Um, I guess it it would be a missed opportunity, I feel like, having guys in an NFL locker room and not asking about Michael Sam. And I know you guys have – this is going to be a major issue all through the summer that people talk about. But I'm just curious what your take on is on the challenges he's facing. I mean, is this going to be tough for him? Or is it going to – is it something that it's a little overblown and he'll he'll assimilate quickly? Where do you guys stand on this? I think it's going to be very, very tough for him. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to – not not only that, you know, he, he he's he's open and openly gay, but he's also a rookie. So right. yeah. rookies right. get – you know, they yeah. get, get it tough anyway. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, it's just oh, – a team has to deal with so many things. You know yeah. what I mean? From uh, – you know how guys talk yeah. in the locker room. I, yeah, I you know, know what I mean. I so I yeah. know how I talk. <laughs> I think exactly. another thing too is, uh, you know, him being a rookie. You know, aside his private life is, hopefully, have an older guy in his group that can teach him how to be professional, and you know, t- teach him how to, you know, what to do, or pre- prepare for a game, and and uh, you know how to break down film and what to look for and things like that. So you know, he has those things he got to deal with, and then he has, he going to has to deal with uh you know things that off the field issues or you know that the media but, is but, but my question to you yeah. is is it going to even be hard for him to even ha- get that bond with an older guy it's just because yeah. you know perception yeah. in our line of business perception is reality yeah, it's, yeah. It's, if a guy sees yeah. you hanging with a guy like that i mean right. I, I i don't know how you, it's, you just it's don't know man. it's different it's, i, I it's feel like, like this is a big it's hard, a game man. changer it's I hard feel, man. i feel like and the way society the way society moving you know me being from texas uh the bible bill uh, and 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 my upbringing and things of that nature get to the point where you can actually respect other people's differences, right. respect other people, you know, train the thought in terms of how they feel and how they go about their business. I just feel like when you get diving in a person's private life, that's to me it's like you crossing the line. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just – for as a pure football player, what I've been able to see from the clips and things of that nature, he can play. He can play football. He can play football. And I feel like at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Right. You know, now if, if if he was a politician or in public life, where uh, tax pills, you know, paying uh, his salary, a rapper, I understand artist, that because yeah. that's that's that world. Yeah. But mm-hmm. as a, as an athlete, you know, 
this just my personal opinion. Yeah. I feel like you your validation come from what you do on that football field. Right. You right, know, right. and then and and in terms of how you get back to your community or how you want to be looked at to each of his own. Right. And I just, you know, when it comes to your sexuality and things, when you come to that locker room, I, I don't feel comfortable talking about somebody else's personal life or even uh, pushing my beliefs on their personal life. But when a person asking you a question, you never know. You know, you, you know, if you ain't, I'm 29. Yeah. At 22, I can't. I couldn't have made no rational thought or yeah, thought it right, out right. or mm, really yeah. been able to. The, the the way I process things now, I don't process I didn't process that at twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. And this is what we dealing with, you know what I mean? Like it's I'm glad his teammate Sheldon Richardson, who's a uh, a young and uh a prime uh defensive lineman in his league, mm-hmm. said what he had to say, but everybody not gonna be like Sheldon Richardson. Right. You know and what and I mean? that's the thing. Everybody's not gonna be supportive of yeah. supportive of it right. and my, my my issue, my, not my issue, but my point is, you can't you can't uh, you can't persecute those people who just don't agree with the lifestyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You, just like he has an opinion to to be along that lifestyle, other people have an opinion to just to not agree with it. Not saying right. that they're gonna do anything or whatever, but just is just a difference of agreement. And I, and I just think that in today's world, if you if you don't believe that or you don't agree with that lifestyle. You you almost looked at as the villain right, in the public right, light right, when it's right. just like I'm not saying have hate crimes against her or anything, no, but it's no. just I just don't agree with it. Right. right, it's not something that you can just say all of society suddenly feels one way about this. It's not yeah. the case. Exactly. But you know, spending a week um, reporting on you guys during the Super when Bowl when you guys all became friends when we were yeah <laughs> a lot of time off the field together, very valuable time. Um, but I I, f- I took away from the Seahawks that you guys really. Like you said, you're friends. You're unified. And there's other teams in various amounts of chaos during the year. You don't get that sense. Would the Seahawks, do you look at your own locker room and say, we'd be all right with Michael Sam coming to our team? I mean, I'm going to answer that. I mean, you just – it's hard to say. I don't think no, I don't think nobody will uh, uh, really be, be like, you know, I don't like him or I hate him just out just in the open. But it will be, it'll be hard to just, just – automatically be like oh hey come on you just hang with us and things like that you know you want to you know understand and know the person before you know uh you know you develop a relationship sometimes it takes a while to mm-hmm. develop relationships with guys on the team um you know because guys is a lot of guys in the locker room think different already and so you know it's a lot of guys in the locker room that just just different you know and just they just think different and you know that's okay you know everybody has their own right to think the way they even think but I think in this situation um a lot of guys is going to be like I don't know man because I don't want to be caught you know on Instagram or Twitter right and seen with yeah. them and on public and you know people be like oh yeah and then you must be like that too and you know a lot of guys don't really want that you know that, that stigma you know, I could so. give you an example like Cliff Avery yeah he came from Detroit and he used to, uh by us being able over time, been able to build a relationship. He was telling us how how different our uh, D line room is right. compared to days. Like we full of jokes, we right. bagging on <laughs> right. each other, yeah. like we jawing right. each other out, right. man. <laughs> right. And so, if uh, Michael Sam was on our team, like I got a rose sense of humor, but I think I would be cautious. Like I don't know if I 
the reason we got a bonding thing because they really get to see how authentic I am as a person. Right. I don't know if I could be fully authentic because I'd be nervous if oh, I would yeah. say something to offend him or right. if I would say something to uh, whereas like with Cliff and Mike Bennett mm-hmm. and and Clint yeah. McDonough and no Tony Mack, there's no yeah. whole bars. Yeah, you know, like do. some of the things we say, and if that got out there, you know, I I probably would perceive different than what I'm perceived. Exactly. Right. You know, right. and I understand right. that, and so. If he was on my team, I'm going to respect him as my teammate. I'm going to play. I'm going to go to war with him. But I, I couldn't sit here and tell you that I would say what I say to Clem. Right. Like, right. I say right. something to Clem. <laughs> yeah. like, did he really just say that? <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that to him, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, gentlemen, I'm being told that you have to exit, which is sad because I feel like there's a bond developing. Now oh, yeah. I feel like I'm part of it too. <laughs> it got it got colder in here too. Yeah, it did. It, yeah. it kicked in at the I'm end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brandon Meebane, Red Bryant, Michael Robinson, uh, the Super Bowl champion, Seattle Seahawks, the Stitcher award-winning ATL podcast, together as one. Thanks a lot, guys, for coming on. Hey, I got a, I got an album coming out soon. You do get that album. <laughs> All right, that's called Belly Roll. I feel like a rapper. It's called yeah. Belly Roll, man. Nah, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna name it something Shout else. Shout out Jasper Texas, yeah. baby. Jasper Texas, y'all listening? Aren't you listening party on this podcast? Yeah. Aren't you happy that we haven't asked you to dance? It's probably the first question. Oh, no, I'm telling you, it's coming up on Total Access. Oh, I'm not surprised. That's the production meeting. I don't okay? think I can do that, man. <laughs> play the, they can play the tape. They can play the tape all day. Oh, they gonna get you ready, man. Oh man. They got, a, they got a jersey they want you to put on and everything, oh, man. On, man. <laughs> they yearning for their dance, boy. Oh, this man. is your safe space. If you get in trouble, run up to the <laughs> podcast studio. Mama said I can't dance on TV. Uh, <laughs> hey, mama, <laughs> hey, mama, let him do it. Let uh, him do it one time. One uh, more. Uh, one last right. time. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you very much thank for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, out go the Seahawks and into Studio 66. Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal. Greg actually sitting in Red Bryant's chair. Uh, my perspective is totally different than it was <laughs> about 30 Some, seconds uh, ago. Big shoes to fill, literally and figuratively. And clothes and everything in general. There was a lot I loved about watching that, but Brandon uh, Meebane battling this chair for 30 <laughs> minutes yeah. was one of them. It is Way down to the ground now. He was trying to get comfortable. He's trying to make it work. And He put a swim move on the chair. He was, he was moving the entire time. Red Bryant, that guy has some insight, doesn't he? I think uh, when we go back and listen to the podcast, we're going to find out that he was the most interesting one of the of the trio. You know, he kind of has that Texas draw. It might be a little tougher to understand him, but I thought he was extremely insightful. I thought they were very honest. I mean, they, they didn't shy away from any question. They kind of gave us a look that we couldn't formulate on our own. No, I would say you're probably accurate about that, Mark. You're saying he, they have a better perspective on the NFL locker room <laughs> it dynamics is shocking. than you two? <laughs> it is I shocking. Don't buy, I don't buy yeah. that. That's crazy. Well, wait, I, I heard, didn't say that. That know, was Mark. I, I think that's fact, and I just present facts. I Next th- thing you know, you're going to tell us you have to be a quarterback to pile up passing statistics. <laughs> I like uh, I like how Mike Rob. Uh, I, I'm calling him that now yeah. too. He just not kinda, real Rob. Mike Rob. He just well, that's what they were calling him was Mike Rob. Oh. So we're in. Now that's what the now insiders you have to call. Are. Now you have to call me Bane. Bane. <laughs> Bane. Bane. I like that he just took control, Robinson. Yeah. You know, he was just directing questions. He's directing the flow. Sometimes you just got to let go and let it happen. <laughs> you know. Um, all right. What do we want to talk about before we go? I want to talk about Mark's Browns. I want to hear. Actually, I want to hear Mark talk about Mark's Browns because we haven't had a podcast since Joe Banner and Michael Lombardi left the scene. I will say before we give the floor to Mark, it was kind of interesting uh, after some reports came out late 
Tuesday. What did we learn late Tuesday? We learned that we didn't want it out. We learned a lot of, you know, information about which coaches they talked to. And Mark Sessler took to Twitter and was tw- tweeting like a maniac. It was I was picturing him in front of his computer at home. Oh, really? Just, you know, <laughs> trying to process this information, get it out to the people. Now, Mark, we will give you even a bigger I was platform. watching Total Access for like three minutes and sent like three <laughs> tweets out. Furiously <laughs> typing Furiously. Mark's name into Twitter. And you Twitter. had a mania? I'm going to go find out what you tweeted. I missed this. I missed it, too. I tweeted out what Michael Silver reported. He was sending the information out to the people, and I was just imagining Mark at his computer at home, his children tugging at his pants. Dan's, like, like baffled by anyone that isn't, like, home watching vampire movies whenever he's not in the office. Like, I happen to be I don't know. Whatever. It it is a story that won't end, though. Not only did the CEO of the team... Get canned. Well, he's going to be there for a couple more months, but basically he got fired. And Michael Lombardi, the GM, got fired. But then we find out Whedon wants out, and they talked to Bill Parcells, and they promoted Farmer, of course. And the Peyton Manning somehow potentially involved? Someone thinks that Peyton Manning could be a CEO. Their rift between Banner and Haslam was partly about Banner's football <laughs> acumen because Banner didn't want them interviewing Shiano, and they did. It just Wizen Hunt was insulted by Banner during the interview. Way, we still haven't given Mark the floor, but I want to say that in real time, uh, Greg, on his phone, tried to search for Mark Sessler NFL, and he tweeted Mark Sessler NFL. Oh, no. <laughs> I like to, it. Like, Just get the name out people. any way you can. I like that. That is, that is, that is a dad move. <laughs> Such a dad move. Someone favorited it. Oh. <laughs> David it Ely Not me. I have no phone on my hands. I will uh, I just, favorite as well. All right. I just trashed it. Sessler, the floor is yours. Uh, you listen. I mean, I think, number one, I – any one of us has the equal amount of opinion on this matter, and they're all. I I think the thing that's hard as a as someone that grew up watching the Browns is they have become now this in some cases without critical thought, just like a lightning rod for whatever they do. They are a complete train wreck, and it reminds me of Dan rooting for the Jets for a certain period when whatever the Jets did, they were immediately associated with being an absolute festival of bad decisions yeah, and you're madness. Referring to the. 2011 season finale for the Jets, starting with the meltdown in Miami that went through Mark Sanchez blowing out his shoulder in the preseason. That window of Jets history, total circus. We have now thrown the circus to Cleveland. Yeah, and I mean, I, and it's not that it's... Uh, so, listen, when you look at the scope of uh, Haslam swinging the axe to and fro, firing people at a mad pace, it's like from the outside, I think it looks insane to a lot of people. But Sure it does from the inside even well, more. I, here's here's my concern is when everyone says Michael Lombardi is completely unfit to be a general manager and and Banner is a total you know black mark on the organization no one wants to work with one, either one of these two Haslam probably should never have hired them to begin with but comes to the conclusion after a coaching search in which Banner behaves like a very bad boy we hear over and over right disenfranchising and embarrassing the owner in front of potential candidates that's why the decision didn't happen the day they fired Rob Jadzinski. That's what, oh, why didn't they fire Banner and, and Lombardi the minute they fired Jadzinski? Well, because over this process, I think that Haslam, for better or worse, decided I can't work with these guys, but also the feedback I'm getting about my own tangled front office is that it's we don't want to do deals with them. We would if you got rid of them. And they're the problem in your organization. You have a lot of talent, but these guys are getting in the way of – uh, attracting talent from the front office, coaching angle, everything. So 
my ultimate feeling is that, you know, listen, Lombardi used to work here. I don't know him personally, but no hard feelings to him. You do know him personally. I don't know him personally. No, not at all. And But I have no issue with (laughs) Cleveland getting rid of two guys that have been widely considered to be cancerous and a problem in the organization. The issue is, oh, is Farmer qualified? We don't know, but I like the organizational structure a lot better than I did 24 hours ago. By the way, I can't like the fact that the GM did not pick the coach. I don't love it, but at this point, you're not going to get a situation that you love if you're a Browns fan. And I think if you polled most anyone rooting for that team, undeniably, overwhelmingly, they're satisfied with this these two men being rooted out of the out of the organization. I agree with all that, but it's a complete failure in management by Haslam to fire them now versus three months ago. You can't say it doesn't matter that he didn't he, feel that way about them well, three that, months ago. That's great, but that's his failure. All right, exactly. That's fine, I mean, but you but you do understand he, that you that maybe what he learned since three months ago is what forced him to come to this decision. You, right? you wish he would make those decisions right. on his own, though. That is not coming from outside sources. That he was able to assess the situation. He's been working well, we for, don't, with Banner for 16 months. No matter... I totally agree with you. Getting rid of them is probably a positive, but there's nothing but looking well, at me, it as a failure. What would be failure. positive about keeping Lombardi and Banner in your eyes? What would be no, a positive? No, that wouldn't be. So it's not probably a positive. It is a positive that he got rid of them. woof Well, no, because this is... I hear all this, like... Suddenly, Haslam is a clown for getting rid well, yes, of a guy that no worst, one respects. He had, he's had the worst 18 months he could possibly have. The men That's he fair. chose all have been fired. They've all been terrible decisions. He's changed his mind every time. Every time he has a press conference, he sounds like a used car salesman out there trying to sell something us on how great Joe Banner was and how he changed the organization. And each time, I kind of buy it for a second. It works. And I agree this decision in a vacuum by the is way, good. you're leaving out. One aspect of the 18 months, too, that he's being indicted for major fraud allegations. That, that Just is, a minor footnote. That is, you know, the elephant in the room. Um, but that, to me, that's not part but of the decision. Then let me ask you a question, Greg. Would you rather, when you look at a president of a company, a country, a team, would you rather a guy that says, look it, I'm new at this job. I effed this up. Yeah. And I'm going to make a change or I'm going to sit on this for three years so I don't look like I'm making, I'm, I'm you know, I don't, I'm just going to be consistent, but I'm going to sit with the wrong guys for another three years. I I would rather he get rid of Banner and Lombardi. The problem is the process to get to that decision and every other decision he's made does not give any confidence that he's making good decisions. Fair, and what NFL firing is clean? This is worse than most of All right, but but honestly, like, I mean, whenever you talk about high-powered guys parting ways, is it ever clean? Does anyone ever come out looking good? It could have been done better and, and less clunky. I mean, I guess I'm, I know I sound defensive, but part of part of the situation yes, is that it's insane to fire. Here, it is insane to fire the GM and the CEO that just hired your coach. That is insane. That that could be. But what? That, but that is worse that, than others. It, it's insane in the vacuum of information where you don't know what it is he knows or and what he witnessed. But then there's also the report: the new GM, Ray Farmer. Uh, the new coach you just hired, he not he wasn't one of his top choices within the organization, and that's weird because now you're going off on a new voyage. Well, that's got to play and out. These guys and, and that's the debate. That that's got to play <laughs> this, out. Not only was There's he less. not involved in the coaching uh, interview, they gave him a four year contract. And I think if you asked a 20 year old Dan Hanses, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal, would you be surprised at your current age? How many people in all walks of life get promoted simply because there's a vacuum and not because they deserve it? That's one of the lessons I've learned over the last 10 years. 
You Promotions. think that the Browns don't think he deserved it? That that's. I think if they thought he deserved they, it, do you think that? How do you know that? Are you just you're just you you think that the Browns don't think that he deserved to be promoted? I think if they thought he deserved it, he'd have had the job already. Yeah, they would have done. But that's in exactly what they, they would have. They would have before. done McGluin. They remember they wanted they wanted to pair Gase and McGluin was the report. So that's a completely different thing. They were going after McDaniel's. If they get if they got McDaniel's. I think everyone is still there right now. So knowing all of that information, it's hard to put much faith into the process that gets here. It reminds me right. a lot the, of the Dolphins And I situation. get my only sticking point. I don't have a problem with that. It's just that when we're shredding Cleveland for firing a guy or two guys that we've lambasted all year long as incompetent, there's a divide there. They, they came way well after the fact or never should have hired him to begin with. He came to the right decision, in my mind, as someone that's followed this team that over and over what I heard in back channels and right out front was that Banner and Lombardi were a reason people didn't want to do business with Cleveland. Players didn't respect these guys, and employees in the building right. had issues with the them. Move, the move made sense. The timing didn't. That's, what, to me, what it came down to. The only timing that would make sense to you guys, though, would be that they never were hired to begin with. No. no if they, they had done it after a season, that would have been great. Fire Chuck, just clean, le- front, clean the house. So it happened 30 days later. He had a wow. completely different plan two weeks ago than he had three weeks ago, than he had a month ago, than he had six weeks ago. So that alone and everything that's happened since he came, he came to taking over the team does not inspire confidence. It, and he even said it. Look, it's been a bumpy road. You have a lot to learn as a new NFL owner. Robert Kraft has said the same thing. And I think it could work out because their roster's good, and I like right. Petten. That it all could work out fine. It's just there's no way to spin this as they've been well run. I don't think it's well run. I just I listen and I just I feel at some point that it's like all I hear, and it's from where we work is they're just getting le- like lashed left and right. And well, you yourself called them a constantly churning. I actually car. did not, Chris. If you look at the article, I said that Haslam is realizes they're perceived that way. I didn't call them that. If you read, what, what do you had, think it's fair to call them that? I don't think it is fair to call them that if they've fired two people that needed to be gone and hired what I think in Petten is a good coach. You know, the Seahawks were in here and they were just what a team and they all loved each other. <laughs> now the ATL team comes in and there's a lot of heat. I don't like it. I just want to say it. Mark, you did tweet eight times in that hour. We need wow. a uh, we need an acronym to sum this up, you know, <laughs> since this is what Ray Farmer does. Acronyms, maybe we can graduate to puns next year. This will be fun. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's good. And Mark we'll, is going to kill us all after this podcast. The good I'm thing, afraid. though, is Mark, Mark could be vindicated if the Browns a year from now are better off than they were now. They will be. That means it How was the right move. They wow. will be. How we, could we they say be that worse? Every year. I don't we say that every year. I don't think it was the wrong move at all. I don't think anyone thinks that the that Banner and Lombardi were leading them to all titles. All I hear is that they've done nothing but make the wrong move over and over. The last the last three months have been embarrassing for Haslam. I think he would admit that. Still, got I would great. say the I last, agree with that. Right? So he made the right move in the end, or did he not? Not. I don't no, think anybody but, disagrees with it. I don't yeah. think a single person on the planet disagrees with it. Right. Then why are they being flamed horrendously? Because of how he handled it the whole way. It was ham-fisted, wrong-handed the whole way. Well, I think you find, he's finding that that job's harder than it appears from the outside to just critique from the outside. Bumpy times for the Silver Fox. All right, gentlemen, we will be back on Friday. Uh, we will be playing Win West's Toaster, the gold standard behind the glass. Um, I understand you have some people lined up. We're going to do a little more screening because we want... 
you know, there's a lot of pride on Wes's side right now. He, I feel like he's never been on a higher plane of confidence, which I love. But maybe he's a little too confident, overconfident perhaps. We'll see. I mean, we do have a lot of very worthy candidates. I'm putting them all in the elimination chamber tonight. And, uh, <laughs> it sounds weird. Gonna, yeah, pay, pay-per-view. No, you should catch it. The gold standard is the Ken Jennings of football lined up it just to take me down. <laughs> it doesn't sound like if you go into the elimination chamber that you ever come out That's, if you lose. Yeah, no. Are you a murderer? You're giving my secrets right now. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, we're going to talk this out after the podcast. Uh, we will be back Friday. Uh, thanks again to the Seahawks stars that stopped by, Brandon Meebane, Red Brian, Michael Robinson. Uh, signing off, this is Dan Hansis for the Sizzler, the Mailman, the Boss, the Gold Standard. Until Friday. But they just gave it a chance. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.